and welcome to I'm on my period piece. I'm Lindsay. I'm Molly. And we're the Sherman sisters. This week we watched uh, not what we said we were going to watch at the end of last week. Not at all. So So far afield from it. We said initially that we were going to watch Argentina 1985, but then when we realized that it was like two and a half hours and all in subtitles, we were like... Hey, let I can't cross-stitch <laughs> while I'm watching with subtitles. Deadass. And let me be honest about myself. I'm not reading a screen for two and a half hours unless I'm in a theater and you've take, like separated me from my best friend in the world. My, <laughs> my phone. phone. <laughs> exactly. Because uh, I, I had a great time in Roma, but yeah. Yeah, honestly, like truly, this is why we will always, always need movie theaters and they need to be as insane as Alamo Draft Houses yes. about phones. phones yeah. It's for my own good. Yes. I don't like to forfeit my will up to things quite a lot, but no. like I will I would give the keys to that experience to Alamo every time. It's like a half like a happy medium though between like sometimes you go to like comedy shows or whatever and they're like here's your like Faraday bag or whatever that you can you Oh know. that shit is so annoying. It's so annoying. I'm like okay we did that for like John Mulaney I think a couple years ago. Yeah. I'm like I'm not gonna record this. Like, who's doing that? Yeah. <clears throat> Regardless. Um, but yeah, Alamo, you can check your phone, but they strongly discourage it. Ooh, so. You gotta go to the bathroom. And you gotta basically. go to the bathroom. Yeah. Man, I love Alamo Draft House. Me too. They really wish they would bring the black bean burger back. Well, there's a few. I, I have a few menu notes, actually. <clears throat> and the honey mustard. I, because I know they're listening. <laughs> uh, you cannot offer a, a, like a big soft pretzel and no honey mustard. Like, what the hell? They're like, here's queso. And I'm like, I do love queso. But let me not be misunderstood. <laughs> love the queso. But, but the I honey like when they have such a nice balance. They would give you a trio of dips because you got the stone ground. Oh, I only got honey mustard. We have not even literally said what we were watching. <laughs> yeah, uh, we watched Gunpowder from HBO, but like back to the heart of the matter. <laughs> um, it was a trio of dips, and that was what was like ideal about it because okay, it was like yeah. novelty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you just don't are not getting that any You're longer not that anymore. And that was like a load bearing dip, the honey mustard. All this inflation, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Uh, a lot it's the sickening corporate greed of Alamo Draft House. It just makes me want to barf. Um, the quality is degrading, though, on the food. I think, you know, when they started to, like, expand their footprint beyond Austin, then they were like, we got to have stuff that anybody can get anywhere. Like, not just our regional yeah. suppliers. And so then they kind of Cisco-fied their foods. Oh, you're Which right. is a shame. Because they used to have the best black that bean burger That was such a on... succinct analysis, Lindsay. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, are you reading the trades? No, I just kind of have had a long time to think about this. Because I haven't had to come to peace with the loss but of my favorite black bean burger. That's absolutely how that's working yeah. on the corporate buying level. Yeah. They were like, we, we cannot keep doing this. Yeah, we can't guarantee that we're going to get the same quality of beef in like Wisconsin, well, no, there's not a, there's surely not an Alamo in Wisconsin, but um, maybe no, in like wait, Madison. I was gonna say it wouldn't shock me if they'd had one there by now. Um, okay, I've heard that the buffalo cauliflower has degraded in quality. That like they they reformulated it or something. One thing that has been a good steady constant for mm-hmm. me is the omnivore on cauliflower crust with ranch. Okay, you get the cauliflower crust. Yeah, because it's, like, uh, sturdier. Okay, interesting. And it's a very heavy pizza. They put the whole kit and caboodle on there. Fantastic. Um, Well, cauliflower crusts are, I mean, like, I'm not into them. What is that noise? Is that a low-flying plane? I 
hate when that happens. It scares me to death. Me too. And I'm, I'm like, always like, this will be the one plane that flies into my house. <laughs> I get that way every time there's a news story about like a meteor that's like coming close. To <laughs> yeah, this one's got my name on it. Oh it's coming to me. <laughs> well, guys, it's been it's been real getting to know all of you, but <laughs> my meteor's coming. I'm so sorry. No matter where I go that day, it'll find me. It's tracking me. It's sort of a drone missile so locked onto me in my house to sort of minimize the damage to the rest of you. <laughs> oh man, I don't know why I catastrophize in this way, but that main was like character a, syndrome, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they call it in the DSM five. <laughs> main character syndrome. Main character syndrome. Yeah, we um, landed on Gunpowder, which was a show that I remember seeing advertised in London when I was visiting in 2017 because apparently it started airing like right after I left. Huh. And it kind of just farted out. Like it was nobody Boy. talked about it. I feel like that is honestly so sorry to Kit Harrington, the story of his career. Yeah. Everyone was like, "Wow, we love Jon Snow." Wow, wow, wow. And then it was like, "But can he do anything else no he's just a maroose little like big titty baby in yeah. everything he's ever been in it's like give us a smile babe you know where am i gonna see that from him why don't you try smiling sweetheart yeah <laughs> hate to see you looking so sad baby girl <laughs> also him and rose leslie like when you actually read their sort of biographical notes it's like you two are a-o fine y'all don't gotta act they're both yeah they're super rich extremely right extremely wealthy like Ooh, she noble looks rich she does and you know her. i like her i do like her god she's pretty so pretty they're both so pretty but he is he's so grumpy looking that his attractiveness yeah. is unserious to me <laughs> you know what i mean it's like he's i was so serious that it like swung back around to being absolutely did <laughs> <laughs> it's like why don't you try having another skill <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's just, it's like the sour puss in every single thing, you know? He's he's six months younger than me, or seven months younger than me. And I don't think his beard is full enough. No, it's a bit patchy. It's a bit, like, which is fine, it happens, but, like, it's kind of long and patchy. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he would look... hate to see that. It would look better just, like, clean shaven. Mm. (laughs) Sweetheart. Sweetheart. (laughs) They had a baby in January 2021. Well, there you are. Okay. Boy, she, oh no. What? She supported Scotland remaining as part of the UK during the 2014 Scottish independence referendum and then campaigned with the conservatives in her local constituency. I, um. <laughs> but she's rich, so I guess that's I was going to say, you would, you would be surprised how popular remain was though. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people were like, we're not really ready. The Scots? Yeah. 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 Which like. I don't. Well, and that was 2014. Yeah, it's, that's defer, definitely better and preferable to people that to, voted to remain in 2016 from, or sorry, oh, to leave, to leave the Brexit. Leavers, the Brexit. Yeah, you wanted to be a remainer in 2016. Well, there were different referendums. Right, but I'm talking about the people that voted to leave the EU. Yeah. From the UK. The Brexiters. The Brexiters. That was sort of not the girls. Yeah. <laughs> sort of a flop decision. Has he, I have a real question about that. Is that even happening? It has happened. It has. It's fully and happened. That's why they're... Because I know they were like really like caught in a quagmire for a while, and then I was sort of like... I'm kind of bored of this show. They were stopped watching in quite a serious quagmire just because they could not decide how to manage it. And then the like deadline came and went and they were like, well, I guess we're just sort of going with what we've got, which 
honestly ties in a little bit to what we were talking about earlier with like the Church of England, which mm -hmm. we'll get into with this. And um, so they're gonna trade more with us, probably. I guess so, but that's why like their currency is in the absolute oh shitter. in the shitter, and it's perfect for me. <laughs> so thank you for my purposes. as someone who likes to go visit your country and bless it with my American money. Thank you for devaluing your currency through your little decisions. <laughs> I appreciate it more than you know. I remember when I was working at Anthro. Occasionally, we would have. This was back when the the pound was twice as valuable as the dollar. Oh, those were those were lean times. Those, those were some <laughs> lean times, and these. These ladies would come in from the UK and they were like, I love shopping here because it's half price. And I yeah, was they like, act like we do in like Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Quit rubbing it in. Uh, oh, his name is literally Christopher Catesby Harrington. And that's something. Is, is, he, is he a Catholic? I don't know. Let's see. His um, Boy, if you hung on. To the, all of that that we were just <laughs> In <talking>. England? <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Uh, I cannot tell... Um, it just says that he it doesn't say anything about his Catholicism or, or nothing at all. Um, but he is a descendant of the person he plays in this show who was a Catholic and was pissed about the king. We'll get to that. Did you see Ed Norton's related to Pocahontas? I did see that. I Speaking like of. <laughs> I like him. Um, pound a dollar right now is, I, I like him too. Yeah. I didn't want that to go uncommented yeah. on. <laughs> I Press <agree>. for comment. <laughs> she said, me too. Um, okay. Now you're going to have to help me make sense of this. Okay. One pound sterling uh -huh. equals one and 24 cents of American. So. So they're recovering. I they're guess. recovering. Okay. So now it's getting a little bit more expensive, but still better see than what, it has been for a long time. I think, let me see euros. Cause euro is like basically one to one, babe. Yeah. When I went. When and I, you it love still to is. See that. Basically it's one, 1.09. Absolutely delicious. Wait, 1.09 that it costs us or that it costs um, them? For costs us. Oh. Yeah. It was, I, I think it might've even been, um, above one when I went but like yeah. barely yeah but the the food wasn't expensive, it's expensive. and it, it's so good yeah like a glass of wine was like four six, euros yeah or like anywhere yeah. and like good wine yeah um oh I had a glass of good wine I oh, texted yeah. I texted you, you know what it from Bufalina did you that's, order it that's what we ordered did Bufalina. you like it god it was good Isn't um, it? it's like a, a very full we saw I don't know why I saw the thing on the menu and I was like that's the one Molly said and then um I was like we, cause that was on the, like by the glass list. Mm -hmm. And then we ordered a bottle of that. And then I was like, Oh, wait a second. Hold on. They have like a two page long bottle list. Was I hasty? And then I like called the waiter over and I was like, is that what we should have ordered? And she was like, well, what kind of wine do you like to drink? And we were like, I don't know. Like kind of like lighter to medium bodied reds. And she was like, then this one will be perfect. So yeah. And we really enjoyed it. Boy, Bufalina. Wait, what did you, what did you eat? Um, oh, so we're, I guess we're syncing up now, bitch. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't think, I'm tired of announcing segments. <laughs> we're just going to organically talk. And if you follow, great. <laughs> I love that this podcast is like the Lewis Wayne cat painting arc. <laughs> Like it just becomes psychedelic more and more divorced from form <laughs> or reason um, um okay yeah tell me yeah, everything so you ate we got the uh uh burrata with their okay with their pita bread but it's really just their pizza 
crust. Do, do y'all not order the to, like today's mozzarella? We order that every time. We frequently do, but we we oh, were like had, between that or the burrata. Okay. We oh, and you like, know what? This one had adorable tiny mushrooms, I but I know that. that you probably would yeah. have rocked with that. Yeah, I was not really like into that. And this one had like a really good like lemon tahini sauce okay, with word. roasted carrots. Ooh. Yum. Yum. And then I, because, like, this is so crazy. This is a holdover from my vegan days. I still order their marinara pizza. Don't do that. Well, it's so good. And after I ate that much burrata, I was like, I think I'm good on cheese for now. You know okay. what I mean? Because um, I also wanted dessert. <laughs> Trust. Um, so I had the marinara pizza, and Parker got the their pasta. They have the new pasta that they just started oh. doing. Um, so he got the... Carbonara. Was that good? Yeah, he said it was incredible. Okay. It looked so good. Like, the density of the noodles, I was like, mm, Okay. They use that good stuff. I can never, like, give up the opportunity pizza. to eat their pizza there, I though. agree. I agree. I thought that was a strange choice, because I was like, you can always get carbonara at Patrizzi's. Always. Yeah, but I would imagine they would actually go about their pasta a little bit differently. I think Bufalina. they probably... You're probably right. Yeah. Um, and then we got the chocolate olive oil cake for dessert. Oh, how was that? Delicious. Very rich. And then we went to book people briefly, but Parker has, I was starting, starting to tell you right before we started recording, he's sort of got um, man sickness, which... Right. Right. Any of you familiar lived with a man, you know, um, they just sort of, it's like, okay, I've had those same symptoms and just had to keep on trucking. Yeah. You, the whole world has stopped. <laughs> You gotta go take a rest. You're like doing nasal rinses like 15 effing times a day. I'm like, my guy. It's the bitching and the moaning for me, though, honestly. <laughs> it's like, I can't. It's it's a very broad performance. It's like, pick up your energy, please. Like, yeah. don't don't mope around in my presence. And like, and what's crazy is that I had a migraine last week, and I was like, I was like, I'm really not in a good way. I'm gonna lay down, and I took a three hour nap, and I woke up right as rain, fresh as a daisy, you know? Mm -hmm. um, during that time, did my husband, was he concerned about me? Did he come up and check to make sure I didn't have a fever? No, girl, he did not. He was like, well, I just thought you just wanted to sleep. And I was like, yeah, but when you're sick and need a nap, I always come check on you. Come on, man. Oh, yeah, that's like not going to happen they've that never way, I don't been, think. They've never really had to be on the caring end the giving care end of things i mean many men i feel but some men yeah. i don't know some men it comes naturally to them it's just not to my husband <laughs> <laughs> certainly not to him he has many many great qualities but uh sort of knowing how to care for a sick me is not one of them man you know i carry on like an absolute princess <laughs> when I like I have absolutely no right at all to like critique manhold with Craig because I'm not like dramatic about my illness but I will be audacious with my asks <laughs> like can you go get can me you fill my hot water bottle <laughs> see that's to, that's that's the kind of thing where like if I asked Parker to do something he would definitely do it but it's like I want you to offer it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like the other, a couple months ago he had a pretty bad sinus infection and he had like a fever it was pretty bad like he was mm -hmm. getting chills and stuff and I mean that's the other thing with him it's like when he gets a fever he gets like full-on chills whereas when I get a fever I just cry <laughs> and boy um, I just absolutely have mania <laughs> when I get a fever simple as I just cry yeah not over anything in particular I think it's just a nope cooling just because down it's mechanism. time to put on a little show <laughs> Um, but he, like, when he was sick that time, he was like, could you go get me some Jamba juice? 
So I got I got the kids to bed and then went out and got him Jamba Juice and then went and like got his prescription filled at Walgreens. And then so today he was like he's still feeling sick from Saturday. And like I'm like, okay, this is day three. I can't have you ruining ruining my weekend plans because mama's got some relaxing plans up her sleeve. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I need you to sort of pick up your face. And so I was like, you have to call telemedicine right now, as soon as you're done with your final meeting. And I need you to get prescriptions for whatever all this is. Mm-hmm. And so they called in three prescriptions and I went to go in the like forever long line to get my daughter from school, my oldest, and then my youngest. And then we went to the HEB pharmacy line and that little background, uh, the local schools are closed tomorrow for snow preemptively or icy weather <laughs> It <conditions>. could ice. <laughs> it could ice, guys. It might possibly ice. That's we don't know. The whole tenor of this week is like, we have no way of knowing. It might ice. So we're just going to cancel everything preemptively. And so I'm like, <laughs> no. So everybody was panicking and going to HEB to get all of their oh, affairs God. in order. <laughs> and... So I'm like in this HEB line with my kids thinking like, we'll just stay in the car. It's like a, it's a drive through. This will take no time at all. And then I'll get them home and get them snacks and we will be settled. and We'll have everything we need. And I, first of all, they're like moving at a glacial pace. Then they close one of the two lanes that are available for the pharmacy. Oh, no. The lane that I was in. <laughs> and this teen boy in a hoodie who works at H-E-B, comes out with a barricade and he goes, hi, um, so this lane is going to have to close because our stuff isn't working. So, um, you're going to have to go to that other lane. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, so those, that guy that's like right next to me actually was like, got here after I did. Yeah. So like, are you, are you going to like kind of communicate like that they need to let us like zipper in like a merge kind of a thing? And he was like, Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll try to figure that out. And I was like, okay. So the guy that had been behind me inches up in front of me, and then the person that was behind him starts like acting like they're not going to let me over. And you're I was not like, in your car right now, dude. And I was like, I you can't just make that decision. Well, they weren't. We were all in our cars. It was. Oh, you were. It was the drive through. Oh, why did I think that you no. were inside of H E B? No, 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 no. I'm in oh, my okay, car with so my kids. Was like, who are getting more and more irritated because by this point it's been like 30 minutes and we've barely moved. And so this like little Kia was like trying to not let me in. And I was like, bitch, I will not be like, I do not deserve to be put at the the very end of the line because they had to close one of their terminals. This is not okay. And so I like rolled my window down and like waved for the teen boy and his now supervisor who was outside. And I was like, hi, this isn't cool. And the lady was like, yeah, I'm so sorry. We had to close that terminal. And I was like, understood. I'm not complaining about that part. But I need you guys to not just tell those of us that are in the closed lane. I need you to tell the people that in the lane that are still, that's still working that they need to like, let us merge because otherwise I'm going to be here all day and oh I've got these God. kids and it's cold, you know, whatever. So I kind of was like a little bit firm and then it's, I don't, I don't feel comfortable being that way. Like, I feel like I oh, was yeah. like unladylike or unkind or whatever. I wasn't, I know that I wasn't cause it's like not how I would be, but I was just was like a little more firm than I would like to be. So anyways, I get to the front of the line and I'm like, I'm here to get my pers- my husband's prescription. And they're like, okay, great. We have one prescription ready. And I was like, no, 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 no. He was supposed to have three. And she's like, oh yeah, the other two are going to be ready hmm, in two days. And I was like, 
why? <laughs> and she's like, I don't know. It just came across that way. I could make it urgent for you. And I was like, that would be great. And she's like, okay, I'll be ready in 25 to 30 minutes. And I was like, I am going to run into a brick wall. So I brought oh home God. the kids and one of the three prescriptions and then bundled up and walked back over to HEB to get the other two. Now, why did you make it that much harder? <sighs> because the parking lot was insane. Like oh, to right. even get a parking spot would have been... God, it you got airdropped into the jungle today. It was... It was unbelievable. I've, like, not seen HGB like that since the freeze of 2021, um, when we had to, like, wait outside before mm-hmm. the store even opened. Um, and you still got, like, goldfish for us. Well, I had to get goldfish for the girls, too. I was like... It was for me. I was like, oh, shit. We do not have enough to get through tomorrow. My kids inhale the shits. They, like... I, it, honestly, Marigold is, like... 70% goldfish at this point. It's my girl. Um, so I was like, I gotta get those. And there's a couple other like little snacks I want to get. So I was like talking, catching up with mom on the phone. Um, had to wait in the pharmacy line and then go wait in the um, self-checkout line. And mom was like, oh, they won't just check out your groceries at the pharmacy? They'll do that in mine. And I was like, girl, there's like 30 people in line behind me at the pharmacy. I am not going to ask them to wait while I like have this guy scan 15 items for me. Yeah. Like that's not going to happen. So the line for self-checkout, you know, like on a bad day, it'll sometimes like stretch to the end of the deli or not the deli, the end of the bakery. Yeah. This time it was like through the bakery, through the little cheese section, through the where the beer is I was like where crackers were (laughs) (laughs) and then so it was was insane so like I started my whole ordeal I hope this is good content to people who are not familiar with the Mueller (laughs) H-E-B I started my whole ordeal I left the house at three o'clock to get Tig and I did not get to like settle down until 5 45 just because of the weather dips below 40 and everyone here is like panic panic man you know it's so fun like i'm so tempted to be like stupid you guys need to you guys need I to was not one of panic them. but well yeah and then i'm like you know what also the power never went out at my house <laughs> yeah not once and you might think yeah because you live in such a wonderful beautiful nice rich neighborhood not the case guys it's just its proximity to to the morgue <laughs> the morgue is that so um yeah, something like that. You live that close to the morgue? Yeah, I'm, I'm giving intimate details of where we live. <laughs> uh, we live close to a hospital. That's why we never lost power in 2021. Oh, y'all didn't either? Yeah, but we weren't here. We were at mom and dad's house, which did lose power. <laughs> Stupid. We should have uh, stayed Y'all kept being like, y'all home. come up. <laughs> and I, something in my spirit was like, <laughs> no, no, that's going to be too many people. <laughs> I think we'll take our chance. <laughs> yeah wow. well and then y'all would text me things like we're making pizza rolls or like whatever you found in the freezer we truly cleaned mom's freezer and pantry out like she you know she was like come on up we've got plenty of food we've got plenty of food and it was like what kind of food <laughs> and by the end of the week it was very like well i've got some canned soups and i've got some frozen I wouldn't have pooped normal for a month if I had to, like, spend an entire week cleaning mom's freezer out. Girl, it was, it was really, and then she sent us home with stuff, too, because the stores were going to be closed, um, and she was like, here, here's a brick of Velveeta, and I was like, 
like she was like in a bunch of pasta so she was like yeah. oh you if you know comes if it comes down to it you can make like a macaroni real quick and I was like okay <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> I mean Velveeta like basically never goes bad I guess so no because it's not <laughs> it's plastic not food <laughs> I uh, feel like emergency rations, I guess. Probably told this story perhaps on the pod before about how I had a bit much to drink the night of my bachelorette party. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. if if this is one of those like rogue episodes that mom and dad listen to, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I had a fair amount to drink. um, Caught up in the spirit of the moment. (laughs) It's your bachelorette party. Yeah, and I was and I was 24. (laughs) Anyway. and my old uh, roommate from college, Sarah, uh-huh. was staying with me um, that weekend, and I, she was trying to help inspire vomit oh, in me. No. And Sarah, you understand, is also a, food also a listener of the pod. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> um, is a food scientist. She like worked on NASA foods uh, in Incredible. college and what? learned things that no one should have to know, like what a cool the following. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, Sarah's awesome. Um, she told me that, um, Velveeta is clear. Yeah, I knew that. And they just and they dye, dye it yellow. yellow. Can you believe this? And, like... What is it? Sarah, bless her heart, in that moment, I think I physically kicked her. I was <laughs> like, you need to get out of here. <laughs> Too far. Oh, man. I said, you need to make me puke a little bit. A little bit, not it. a lot of it, girl. <laughs> It's all about scale. Anyways, what have you been up to? Wow. I've been through a lot, but let's yeah, see. You've you been, might have more no, interesting tales. Not really. Um, what have I been up to? What did uh, y'all get up to this weekend? Well, I keep well, you with you went, Friday night. Yes. Yeah, and then we, we went saw, shopping on Saturday. Um, yes, which was so much fun for me. Yeah, it was a great time. Um, I, t- I took a day gummy and Lindsay ferried us around because <laughs> uh, I'm on my period. <laughs> And you deserve. And I deserve. Um, and one of our stops was this place on Burnix. We were laughing about the name. On our way to get tattoos a few weeks ago, we it's saw so the cool. name of this, and Lindsay and I were like, absolutely. <laughs> it's called Visual Comfort and Company. And light fixtures. As it's far a light as fixture store. See. And we hopped in there, and I'm like you know a little bit dancing midair (laughs) Ah. didn't take my sunglasses off for a second yeah you sure didn't but it was a delight to be in there beautiful fixtures and pretty reasonably priced i think i would say so unique and special they were i'm out here standing i'm spreading the word y'all go to visual comfort and company on barnet road Yeah, that was um, fun. I liked that place. I enjoyed it. We went to Michael's where I spilled my entire Diet Coke and ruined that girl shift. And boy, she let me know it. <laughs> and we each spent a dollar twenty on embroidery. Let floss. me make this whole. <laughs> I would like to give you my business today. For this, <laughs> for your inconvenience, <laughs> this strand of DMC thread. <laughs> this should about make things right. <laughs> We're all to be square, right? Yeah, I I literally spent two dollars and sixty six cents. It's like, <laughs> no, there's more where that came from. <laughs> um, because I appreciate your service with a smile. 
<laughs> she really did say, sort of in like stage whispering, where it was like very <laughs> clearly meant for us to hear. She was like, okay, well, I guess I'll go get the mop and then maybe I can have a bathroom. <laughs> we were like, it literally was that Dickensian. And I was like, girl, no. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Let me, let me go get some napkins you know from what? the pizza place and I'll clean what it up. What if I cleaned it up with my hair? <laughs> like that fake Columbine story in that DC talk book. Would that about make it right? Would we be square? <laughs> oh my God. And there was like an older, like a middle-aged guy in the aisle with us that was chuckling at our sort of misadventures. Yeah. And I was, I hope, he's, he seemed to have a benevolent presence. And I was like, well, thank you for bringing some levity. <laughs> this is a dark moment. <laughs> Well, <laughs> he's like a middle-aged man in a craft store. Yeah. Like, right. Like, put it together. We're sort of like his um, kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're about the right volume for him. Exactly. Um, man, that was fun, though. And then we did room service, which was tight. Yeah. A lot of, like, nearly. That place was crowded goodbye, today. Yeah. Was, the Not whole today, town was Saturday. popping off. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't even, like, particularly pretty weather on Saturday, but I just think... The mood was right. Everyone wanted to get out. The mood was right. Yeah. Um, man, Craig and I cranked through cleaning the house yesterday. Good for you. Boy, it was fun. What you, what's your DOL, Division of Labor? I write an exhaustive list on the ta- like of everything that wow. needs to be done. Big and little. Yeah. Okay. And I color coded it. Oh, okay. By okay. room. Okay. Um, I was not. I. <laughs> This is not dunking on Craig Hour, but I did, I did quite a lot of it yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. because he was going to clean his office, which is a mitzvah to the house anyway. Yeah. Because and that's a big task. It's a big task. Anyway, um, but I just was like, hey, here's the list on the table. Here's the pen. If you need something to do, like, have at it. run through this list. Pick Man. your pick your poison. That's so nice to have that list ahead of time. Yeah, he then, did the floors, though. He, he's a oh, floors a, man. And that's a big pain in the ass, it too. Is. So yeah. Um, but, yeah, I should just start, like, writing every single thing down. Because I think half of my overwhelm when it comes to cleaning the house is that I'll, like, get started on one thing and then see another thing that needs to get done. Mm-hmm. And, like, sometimes I just don't finish the thing I was starting on. You know. Yeah. It's classic sort of hummingbird brain activities. Oh, I am in my writing everything down era right now. <laughs> All of it. Yeah, I, like, will rewrite a recipe rather than just go back to, like, a video or a link. Because it's, like, it actually just is easier for me to have it on a piece of paper in in my kind of way. Yeah, I feel like Nana used to just kind of keep, like, a very messy... She wasn't very precious about it, but, like, a little notebook. Mm -hmm. And she would just kind of scribble stuff down in it. And I'm like, I should just do that. It's, like, keeping notes on my phone. a classic woman behavior. Yeah. Honor it. You gotta have yeah. a little notebook. Yeah. Just a little notebook for your recipe. Yeah. I have a little notebook. Like, I do, like, I'm very church and state. Like, this is my little work notebook. And I would never put my personal in my work notebook or vice versa. No, of course not. That's so funny that you're, like, that particular. Oh, I'm extremely particular. I have a, like, reading log thing that I sent you. Have I sent you that girl that I think I have on TikTok that's like me playing by myself as a teen? And I'm like, this is oh, yeah. like you. Me culture. With like her little businesses. Yeah. What was that about? I don't know. That was not how I. I was a kid who knew that I was going to work. <laughs> you were into commerce. I said, one day I'm going to have an office job. I'll tell you that much. 
Man, I think I was more like a little princess girl. I liked to sort of imagine myself as a little princess. Mm. I loved like um, Camelot, like Guinevere culture, you know? Yeah. I wanted to sort of be idle and pretty, and I still do. I am leaning in that direction. Yeah. The arc of history is long. And it bends towards being a princess. Being, being a pretty set-around kind of a girl. Um Boy, I, I'm really starting to accept that about me. It's like, you know what? I maybe don't have a dream job, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad that that's become, like, the trendy answer, because I'm like, I really have never had one, though. <laughs> like, when Parker and I were dating, um, I was like, yeah, I'm teaching, and I'll, I'll probably do it for another couple years. And he's like, so what, like, what would you, what'd your, your, like, ultimate career goal? And I was like, I don't know. I want to have kids. <laughs> yeah. I don't really care. Yeah. I'm just not a careerist, you know? And that's I okay. Think just having flexibility is kind of the most important yeah, thing for me. Definitely. Um, I need my me time. Yeah. And my cross-stitch time, as it were. We Boy. are just stitch-a-stitching girls. Stitch-a-stitching girls it is. is what they are constantly called. <laughs> no, I was saying we are stitch-a-stitching oh, girls. Okay, I hear it. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. In our needlepoint era. Yeah. So are you working on more than one thing, or I'm working on that Homer one okay. exclusively it's right a big now. One. Yeah. I think I'm about a third of the way through with it. it. I'll probably be done with it in six weeks, maybe. Damn. And then after that, I'm going a little lighter, a little airier. Yeah. <laughs> I've been working on this very like Orla Kylie looking thing. It's surprise, cute. surprise. It's very cute. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it, but I the thing about having to do like all of one color at a time, I'm like I'm gonna get so. Sick. You don't have to. Oh, you don't have to. No, not at all. Okay, I felt that this information was presented to me as if it were a hard and fast. Oh <laughs> no! What one does? No, you don't have to. Okay, that's just sort that's of good. my game plan frequently, but I'm not even doing that all the way. I might finish one vertical because mine has like it's like a wallpaper almost. I might yeah. finish. Like, the, the green on the vertical that I'm working on, and then start working on, like, the flower colors on it. Yeah, do what makes you happy. Definitely. But you should Definitely. still, like, stick with, like, a direction. Yeah, yeah. Um, Have some sort of method to my madness. Well, I mean, like, if you're doing left or right, do left or right. All, oh, yeah. All the way. Yeah. Right now, it's, like, up and down. Okay. I'll show you. Yeah, we'll, we'll look at your needle point after this. <laughs> I know it's not, like, um, very expert level, because there are some times where it's, like, I switch the direction of the cross just because it's where it helps me get where I need to go. Right. And I'm just not going to be that precious about it because who's going to get that close to it? I have had it's this. not going you in a museum. You wouldn't believe how much I've had to have this conversation with myself this week. You would not believe how much of my mental, emotional energy is being diverted into the mistakes that I have made. Molly, um, Lindsay, I know. <laughs> I like I hear it <laughs> and honestly I feel freed from it by having said it just now because I didn't realize until power yeah you, you you like just picked enough at the scab for me to be like I gotta say something <laughs> I'm stressing over my needle point too much well I'm glad that you've unburdened I feel, yourself I feel better now you know 
I I think for me it's like I'm gonna be the best. Yeah. At whatever my little idle pursuits are, and it's like why do I feel like I'm being chased right now? I definitely feel that. Like um, I have to remind myself sometimes while I am doing cross stitching that it, nobody will look at it. It's gonna go in my closet. <laughs> I'm gonna frame it and put it. In my I could light this on fire afterwards <laughs> for nobody, all the good that does. Nobody in the world would know but me, <laughs> not a soul. You know. <laughs> You would probably ask after it, but it's about the end of it. You know? Wow, what an insane secret to keep for yourself. It's my Scorpio move. <laughs> I love a secret. Should we talk about this show? Sure. I was pleasantly surprised. I was too. So because Lindsay set it up as the not hit. Well, yeah. It was, it was not a hit. Yeah, they're saying that. I was, I don't know why I was expecting it to be longer than it was. Like, I think, I think I thought it was going to be like a whole season and I was like, well, I'll give it two episodes, but then there's only three episodes. Yeah. So it's like, it's a mini series. Well, I might as well finish it, which mm-hmm. I did today. And interestingly enough, I also found that Noble Blood had two episodes I hadn't listened to from this year that were about the gunpowder plot. And I was like, well, let me just get some supplemental material. I need to go listen to that again. It's yeah. a good podcast. It is a good podcast. Um, it's like exactly the right level of depth into a history subject for me. Like, I'm like, I want a little appetizer. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But yeah. Don't, don't get me too in-depth. Um, but this was interesting because I thought all I knew about the gunpowder plot was like, remember, remember the 5th of November and mm-hmm. then like Guy Fox, like that was the name I attached to it. I know more of it from V for Vendetta than I do. Right. And I haven't actually seen that in so long. Oh, I, I really liked it. It is a good movie. I think I rewatched it a few years ago. Jenny has the, um, the DVD. No, the monologue, the like V monologue memory. No way. I think it's like the one talent I've seen her do at the talent show. It's Hugo Weaving. Yeah. That weird little freak. That he's a weird <laughs> little guy and he he's a, he's got a good picker yeah. for what's gonna be a hit though, I'll Certainly. tell you that. Well and he's like another one in the Andy Circus vein where it's like you are a strange looking individual. I suspect you're a strange behaving individual, but I you don't have quite found, trust you. You have found pay dirt for you and good luck. God bless. Yeah. Like, for some reason, they found where they fit in 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 such an image-obsessed industry that these men are gajillionaires. Well, and you know what? Pookie is like, you can never underestimate the power of the imagination of the Mm. Hot Topic girl. Because... Boy, you said something there. Those girlies, there there is a probably not minority percentage of, like hot topic girlies that would go for either of those dudes just because of like weird fandom you know what i mean yuck (laughs) sorry not to yuck anyone's yum i would listen to an entire podcast about hot topic from people who worked there for sure do you think such a thing exists i would love if anyone's listening i would love to produce oh my god that would be so fun just like stories about customers coming in and being i would love just like a podcast series where they interview people who worked at the mall. I love that. But I like I have to know the store. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. and it would like each episode would be like like Woodlands. Yes. Um Anthropology. Woodlands Anthropology. Yeah. Yeah. Or God, like I would Woodlands love... Hot Topic. Well and the and thing the is, lore that comes with that. You could, like I feel like there was a tweet that I retweeted like a couple of months ago that was like nobody pulls harder for you than your ex-retail co-workers and I was like dead ass 
so true. Like, and it was like, even if you haven't talked in years, I feel like if you had a podcast that was that and you found like a friend of yours who worked in retail, Mm -hmm. they could reach out to their little network of people that worked there at the same time as them to have people to like back up their stories or to share other stories that they had. Like you could pretty quickly fill an entire episode with just like what one little group of people that worked at that store experienced. Oh yeah. I would listen to that too because I remember loving your gossip from anthropology. Carly, it was so fun. I said this kombucha was for both of us. I lied. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so we we got far afield. Oh no, because of V for Vendetta. Yeah. (laughs) You got it. But in the process, did we just come up with the best idea for a podcast? We sure did. Um, Retail. Side side project. Yeah. For retail. Oh god. First guest has to be Brooke. Definitely. The shit that I have heard. <laughs> We'd have to have several episodes with her, but her Bath and Body Work stories in particular, I think, are... Ch- chilling. They, well, there's not, that one Chico story chills me to the bone. I don't remember it, but you'll have to tell me when we get I think off. she... Yeah, yeah we'll see. <laughs> We're going to paywall that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's for the Patreon that doesn't mm-hmm. exist. Um, okay, so the actual gunpowder plot, though, was a plot by... It was like... The leader of it was Robert Catesby, who is Kit Harrington's ancestor. And apparently on his dad's side, he's actually descended from James I, who was the intended target of this plot. So mm. he's got both of them. He's got yin and yang. Got a West Side Story blood. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, William, sorry, Robert Catesby was a Catholic. And in the show, they show him and his cousin, Liv Tyler. Mm-hmm. We Liam Tyler. We love to see you. Um, and then I don't know who that old woman was supposed to be. His aunt or well, something? Well, we didn't get to know her for long. We yeah, didn't. She was I think she was an aunt or a cousin or something. She lived, she served, and she died. <laughs> All in episode one. <laughs> yeah, she did. So um, this is like a very glamorous older woman. Like, Oh, she did serve. <laughs> that hair. I was like, I feel like if they did not have you looking like you were about to be executed. Yeah. In another show, she'd be... She'd be the she'd be mother. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they are having a private Catholic mass when they are very rudely interrupted by some of the king's people who are like, where is your priest? We're going to find him. <laughs> and then they end up taking this, like, little boy yeah. and killing him. There's so much graphic violence in this show oh my as God. a warning. Dude. The executions whoever invented hanging drawing and quartering i texted you i was like that is one of the most deranged things that humanity has ever come up with and the fact that one person or several people i don't know spitballing came up with that and then broader society was like yeah this is fine we should go watch it dude the the like it's wild to think that for most of humanity yeah watching people die has been a like a source of entertainment disgusting our ancestors what the hell was that about you guys yeah it's pretty nuts what's wrong with you i don't know um it's pretty yucky it's very yucky um but man anyway um what's weird too is like you know you and i read horrible histories and stuff so i Uh had like a morbid fascination with like torture as a kid like because it's just it's so in the abstract in your brain that you're like that is so silly that anyone would ever do that with stupid people right um and then i think about it now and i'm like i can't let my mind think about 
um, the idea of torture for too long no. because it's disgusting that it's a thing. It's so disgusting. Like the the way that human being can human beings can treat each other is really upsetting sometimes. Yeah. So it's like I don't want to think about that part of how humans treat each other. I'd rather think about the nice things we can do yeah. for one another. <laughs> yeah. Man, um, even in the description of Gunpowder on IMDb, it's giving like top billing to Guy Fox as an individual, even though the cover is Kate's B. Foreign mercenary Guido Fox. Yeah, that's why I thought the show was going to be way more about him. No, it's like barely about him. Um, So uh, Kit Harrington is this Robert Catesby guy. He's a widow. He has a little boy. Um, And they show like after this raid, um, he has been called to court a couple of times because he's not been like showing due diligence by going to like his Protestant church, which was again, they were required to be there. That is so... That's so weird to think about weird. administrating that. Yeah. Like, and and keeping, like, tally, like, at school, and then you get fined if you're not there. Like, that's so... This was 400 years ago. I would be ago. so pissed. Can you believe? I would be pissed every day <laughs> if, that were, if that was, like, the circumstance. Because it's also just, like, what if I just don't want to go? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just was very annoyed on his behalf. And so they they definitely, like, I felt like, I don't know how, how Brits feel about it. I know they celebrate Bonfire Night to celebrate that, like, they foiled Guy Fox or whatever. Um, but, like, I don't know how much people are taught about, like, the reason behind the rebellion in the first place. Because I do feel like they're, like, I mean, maybe they shouldn't have done all this, but they were right to be pissed. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, they were being fined. Like, they, Kate's B is basically, like, having to sell off all of his possessions to pay off these fines um, for not going to Protestant church. And he keeps getting hassled about being a Catholic, like, you know, raiding his house or whatever. So, um, anyways, they, the king, and this is um, James I, he is, that boy is gay. <laughs> and I don't really believe I don't, that. I don't really believe that. Um, I don't. You might know him as author the Bible. I don't care for King James the first. Not my no. Diva. The aesthetic of this time period again. It's like just after the, the Elizabethan period, and they flopped so hard, so fast. I what the hell were men wearing? That that period between Tudors and like Revolutionary <sighs> era. Say, between the Tudors and the Georgian era. Forget it. Flop. Flop. Black wigs. Disgusting. I can hardly believe it. The way that the men's pants fit. I was like, this is gross aesthetic, too. It's so so drab. That's the colonial America kind of time. It's not the girls. It's not like the little high heels on the men. Like, the weird... I do have to say, though, that Louis XIV served. No, he served. But he was... With those little boots... You better have those that boots. Dalmatian cape. But he was doing a white wig. He, and yes. something about the difference between a long no, he white. Did, he had the black wig he? frequently. Oh, yeah. You hate to see I that. Because I have a little figurine I got for myself, a child's figurine of, <laughs> of, Louis? of Louis from Versailles. Because I was like, boy, that is campy looking. I I hate to see that because I really hate those dark wigs. Sure enough, girl, there he is. Yeah, you're right. But tell me, that's like not giving to give his portrait. It is giving, and honestly, also the hair is very big. It's big, <laughs> and so, he is. <laughs> you're allowed. It's he like also was TikTok so loud audio. and so broad. This is, of course, the author of Versailles. Right. That TikTok audio. 
F you. Not you guys. I didn't mean you, you guys. guys. It's very that. Yeah. Louis, you're valid. Like, if I eyes. had to pick an absolute monarch who is a total little shit to stand. It's him. No question. It's he was having him. so much fun with it. Are you joking me? Yeah. He, he, ex- you know what? It's like we were t- talking about with, um, the we work show it's yeah. like i don't begrudge you that much if you're spending your money in a cool fun sexy way exactly you like, just have to do things exactly the way i would <laughs> i just have to personally agree with how you spend <laughs> your money um anyways so these boys just kind of get to scheme in they start you know putting their heads together and you mm-hmm. know what happens with boys when they start making plans Roughhousing. They they roughhouse. They come up with these grand plans where they think they're going to be the hero, and everything's going to work out. They this plan. I did not realize. Like I knew that they were going to try to kill the king and parliament and stuff, but their the second part of their plan was that they were going to take the king's daughter Elizabeth. Okay. And establish a regency where she was a Catholic monarch, and then they had this like duke or something who was. Um, either Catholic or, like, sympathetic to Catholics that they were going to install as her regent. Mm. And so that was what Catesby and the other contingency was doing. They were outside of London, and they were going to try to, like, gather popular support for this, like, coup. Mm -hmm. And Guy Fawkes was left holding the match, as it were, that was meant to light all of that gunpowder on fire. So they they managed to get... This is crazy to me. They managed to get a seller. Whoops. Oh, uh-uh. <laughs> My Siri is talking back to me. I didn't even ask you anything, girl. <clears throat> they managed to rent out a cellar space that was directly underneath the House, house of Parliament, <clears throat> which Dana Schwartz was like, now that sounds, like, crazy. But back then, where, like, the Palace of um, Westminster was, like, not what it is now, and that area also had, like, pubs and apartments, and, like, it wasn't, considered like the glamorous seat of power Mm -hmm. and so they had like all kinds of businesses that would need to have storage for all their stuff underneath Hmm. underneath the ground and so it was like pretty easy for them to find this one that was like somebody was letting it out and they were like perfect this is right underneath the house of parliament so they got 36 barrels of gunpowder which they then covered with a bunch of firewood so that it didn't look like there were 36 barrels of gunpowder okay Smart, And I think they also put, like, nails and stuff in it. If I'm... Because this was, like, in the third episode where I was kind of, like, trying to get a little bit of work done, too, while I was watching it. Um, And then they were going to have, on November 5th, the day that Parliament first met, they were going to have Guy Fawkes light it on fire. Um, And then everybody was going to go kablooey. But um, somebody, and they still don't know who, gave a letter to a member of Parliament, Lord Monteagle. Hmm. Which is a very funny last name. Oh, Yeah. And it was like, hey, just a word, word of warning, you shouldn't go to Parliament and actually tell all of your friends that they shouldn't either, because something's going to happen. <clears throat> and so they report all this, this like little, who, the guy that plays like the chief cop, I've seen him in something, he has such an irritating face to me. Baby, yeah. baby face. Yes. What have we seen him in? I don't know. Oh, he does have such an irritating face. He apparently was in Woman in Black as Fisher, and he was in The Awakening, which I think we also watched and was terrible. Wasn't, wasn't that one of our worst movies? I think, well, oh no, it was a different a different Rebecca Hall that was, the, A Promise was the one that we hated, but this was the one with Dominic West and her. 
Oh, that one was actually pretty good. That was pretty good. It was kind of scary. I don't remember who this guy played in it, though. Um, so he's, like, not actually been in a ton of things. But um, anyways. Wait, what's the guy's name? Oh, wait. He, he's on Gentleman Jack. Um, his name is Sean Dooley. S-H-A-U-N. By the way, I don't know if you recognize David Bamber, who played uh, Cicero in Rome. Okay, I did not recognize him. Um, he plays frequently just, like, little shit Yeah, he was, he was, like, the king's right-hand man. Right-hand yeah. arm. Right-hand arm. <laughs> right-hand arm. Man. His silly rabbit. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, this guy is actually, like, working. Um, Sean Dooley. And good for him. But he plays a character that's, like, very despicable. Like, he's honestly, like, a Catholic hunter. So Yeah, and, like, what the hell? I just don't really... This is what we're, so what we were saying about the Church of England, like I teased this earlier and I'm sorry if you are C of E, um, but it's just sort of like the history of it, how it came to be was so, I never really thought about the administration aspect of it. Like Henry obviously made a top down decision and then everybody was left to scramble for like the next 10 to 20 years to figure out how to like move heaven and earth like basically take this ancient religion that they'd all been practicing and find a right. new way to be and it's over now and we're not doing that anymore we're Forget doing something it. that is 20 degrees different from that hope you weren't super attached to it i would be so pissed well and like a lot of people were and like so during mary queen or sorry mary tudor's reign it was back to being catholic ruled Mm-hmm. And then Elizabeth was like, no, it's Protestant again. But I think she, at least according to the movie, was kind of like <laughs> hands off. Like she was like, she was like, yeah, y'all can do your thing. I'm not, I'm not going to like really bother going after you. Officially, we're a Church of England place. But if you're Catholic, just, I don't want to know about it. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, James I, I guess when he came to the throne, according to Dana Schwartz, like the Catholics in England were like, sweet. His mom was Catholic, so he's probably going to be cool. Mm-hmm. And he was not at all cool. I guess he, like, felt the need to prove his, like, you know, bona fides or whatever. But Because he was Scottish and they were a little bit more um, Presbyterian, right? Yeah. Yep. So, anyways. Were they? Was he? He was Presbyterian, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That was, um, they get foiled. They get caught before they can do anything. Um, they actually checked that. Undercroft like two to three times before they found the gunpowder. Like they were like, something's fishy about there being that much firewood. Hmm. I don't know what it is. And then they checked again. And then they, I think it was like on the third try that they were like, what the hell is all this gunpowder here for? Damn. So yeah. And then, um, Catesby and the rest of the contingency that's like out in the country gets, they get in a shootout with some of the King's men and they all die like right then and there. But it was just very like, you boys really had an idea of how you thought this was all going to go. Mm-hmm. Let's do research, Mama. Easy peasy, chicken cheesy. The, the 12 to 13 Simple of us. As. Simple as. 13 of us can overturn the monarchy. Like, girls, be real. Come on. Think, girl. God, I would hate to live in a time um, like that. <laughs> It's just like to have to have a strong conviction in yeah. such a difficult time. Yeah, you know. Like, I just also think like everything about that that time period for me is a miss. Like it's it's just not serving. It's stinky. There were also a lot of like like near miss kind of revolutions around that time. Yes. That was like, if I'm not mistaken, when yeah. um, 
Louis the Fourteenth, like when he was a kid and was like nearly abducted. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, they all like, oh, got the into his the bedroom. Iron mask kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Man in the Iron Mask. Woo! Do you remember that movie? We should watch it. We should watch it. That's a do you want to watch it? <laughs> Let me see if I can find it anywhere. And then in the meantime, we can learn more about this period and see if we can learn to love it. <laughs> well, I mean, we do love um, Elizabeth, but or not Elizabeth. Sorry. Um, Marie Antoinette, but she is, again, when we get to the Georgian era. Yeah. So that's a very valid time. <clears throat> Man, John Malkovich and Jeremy Irons and Gerard Depardieu and Gabriel Byrne. Gabriel Byrne. Gabriel Byrne. Um, um, you can watch it on Prime Video. We're watching it. I think that we should. Do you know who Gerard Depardieu reminds me of? Whom? Dad, a little bit. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see it. I see it for sure. In a good way. Like yeah. Like well, I was going to say, Dad was like, I told him that once and he was like, you know, I wouldn't always think of that as a compliment. <laughs> I was like, no, no, it is though. Like... He's just a, he's a party guy. He has guy. a cult following of French women who think he's very handsome. Well, and I just think he seems like a good time, to be honest. You think he's yeah. 74? Um, wow. Yeah, I think I did know that. <laughs> Spouse, Elizabeth Depardieu from 1970 to 2006. Partner, Clementine Igu from 2005 to present. There's some overlap there, Gerard. Oh, no. <laughs> Would you like to explain? Man, when you left your wife of 36 years for a young novelist? such a read when you see an overlap on a... Because like, Wikipedia will tell your business like that. They, you know what I'm they saying? Really will. They did that with Noah Baumbach. <laughs> it was like yeah, Jennifer... Like, uh, who was he with? Jennifer Jason Lee, right? Jennifer Jason Lee... Like blank to like 2006, and then it was like Greta Gerwig 2005. Yes, <laughs> there have been rumors about uh-oh, uh-oh. that they're over. No, that he's stepped out again. Well, on her, and I cannot wait to see Greta's Barbie movie this year, though, dude. If I love her. Greta is it's for the girls. It, like I was not here. I was not so wild about Francis Ha at the time. I would be interested to see how I'd feel if I revisit it with some distance from being in my struggle years. Well, and you know, not everything has to be for everybody. Not everything, but if, that's literally the only thing that I haven't loved from her. Okay, you know. Okay, yeah. I think she's great. Yeah, I liked her in Greenberg. I'd never seen that either. She's absolutely slays boots down in 20th slays century women. I've got to watch that at some point too. I would love to. But we're to. trying to get some distance from the 20th century for a while. We're going to learn. Man in the Iron Mask. Wow, Gerard Depardieu's current partner is so pretty. Let me see. Oh, wow. Clementine Igu. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Look at her. She's like she, exactly what you think of when you think of a beautiful French girl. Yeah, but she looks just like the Francified Sabrina Pacciatore. Wow, she kind of does. Yeah. Oh, she's so pretty. Ugh. Okay, Man in the Iron Mask. I'm excited to watch that again. Me too. I wow. remember um, when it came out, it was shortly on the heels of Titanic. Titanic. Yeah. Um, so all of us, squirrelies. Oh, I remember. Saw it, you know. I remember it was very important and vital. I remember. And I think the movie itself is mid as hell. <laughs> yeah. At that time, obviously, like, I had eyes. I thought that... Um, had two eyes and a heart. Leah was very cute. But I was not yet driven by hormones. Uh, and uh-huh. so to watch the girls like you who are a little bit older than me, it was like watching y'all... Girl. Getting pulled minds. into a different orbit. It was mass hysteria. It was insane <laughs> to watch. It was really something. And, like, knowing that it was coming down the pike, I was like... <sighs> you never knew who the object of your affection would be when, when Cupid's bow sort of hit you, as it were. 
<laughs> There's nothing you can do about Who it. Who is that person for you and your your uh, sort of what's the word? Your At, like dog age range <laughs> horned up, <laughs> like insane. Yeah, what's the word hormonal I'm for here when you're in grad school and it's your cohort? For your cohort. Oh, for my cohort. The what girls, was the Leonardo DiCaprio? The girls were insane about Orlando Bloom and Johnny Depp. I Ew. was not one of those girls, though. You have oh. to know. You have to know this. I feel that Orlando Bloom never bloomed. I think Orlando he's actually Bud. <laughs> his, <Lindsay. career, laughs> his career. Lindsay. is a big old nothing no. burger to me. <laughs> Lindsay. <laughs> No, he's so handsome now. Oh, have you no, seen him lately? He's very handsome. To his physical appearance. He oh, was his, always like, a cute his career. I just sort of mean you don't think never- his his roles in the extremely well selling Pirates of the Caribbean movies and the extremely well performing Lord of the Rings movies are enough. So that's okay. Having recently watched Lord of the Rings, right. I was like, I feel that his character is absolutely dead ass the least developed of all of the. Well, like, he's the a main quiet boys. guy. He's just a quiet kind of guy. His things are him sort of like running to a rock and sort of looking away in the distance and like listening with his elf ears and it's like yeah he's like he's a little bit stoic but like a friendship did develop with Gimli you're gonna tell me you didn't see that but see Gimli was fun to watch from beginning to end top to bottom that's everything my, that man that's says my man <laughs> I Gimli's love hilarious. Gimli <laughs> we love him I have come to strongly associate him with my own husband at this point I feel that that is correct yeah uh, um, another thing about Orlando Bloom that people forget is that he's married to Katy Perry. I don't forget that. <laughs> so I, just I think, think that's that sort is of something to um, remember and a keep in mind. Good for her, kind yeah. of a situation. Yeah, I, I guess. But it also makes me think that he might be really annoying. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's where I come down on it. I'm like, oh boy. I mean, because I th- I find her unctuous. Yeah, I, at the end of the day, I think we all have to be honest that the girl's got hits, but she is annoying. <laughs> at First her and core, and as a else. person. <laughs> and there's, it's, I don't even have a, a, I don't have a note for her. She's just fundamentally annoying. You just gotta stop, girl. It's just her personality. Yeah. yeah. Some and people just have And the cake eat. is baked. There's no, like, you, we can't. We can't cancel her into being better. No. <laughs> She's just annoying. No, some people are just going to be that way. And yeah. That is what it is. You know? And, like, the girl's got some hits. He did Bosworth for a couple of years. I forgot about that. Yeah, I think I vaguely remember that. That seemed, like, same famous at the time. Yeah. Wow. And then Miranda Kerr. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then Katy Perry. I'm trying to think if there were other any... If there were any other big crushes that girls had. Zac Efron was a little bit after my age, but, like, the he girls was were cute. nuts. He was honestly, like, the template. You know, yeah. just garden variety, teen boy. He was kind of David Cassidy-esque. Yeah. You know? In that oh, he was so cute. So cute. He's still cute. He's... Mm, have you seen his face lately? Oh, no. Is it bad? <laughs> he, he's doing a little bit of the old HGH. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he, he looks like a Chad meme. Wait, didn't he get... I thought he had, like, some kind of crazy facial injury or something, and then they had, like, had to reconstruct his face bones. Is that what he's saying? That's what... Yeah, he shattered his jaw. Is that the case? Because now yeah. I'm going to sound like an asshole, but really... I feel that he was doing steroids. Is that not the case? That could also be the case. I mean, it could be that he's, you know, over-relying on the tail of one. But Kumail's face. Girl, (laughs) I think when men try to get buff because they think that's what everybody wants from them, 
just stop. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I was accidentally clicked into a Down Under with Zac Efron promo. Okay, well, we should probably... We gotta wrap this. We gotta wrap this up. I gotta We're go. gonna talk about, more about heartthrobs next week. Uh, yeah. With Man in the Iron Mask. But um, until then, have a good week. Bye. Bye. Bye.